on the move. Little dance step was good. Couple of bounces. Can take it himself and launch long. Inspirational. Time ticking away. Stop it. Silvani! What about that? Mackay, Mackay! Two in a minute. And they are dancing now, the Blues. Almost Mackay. Walsh, here he is. Straightens up and has delivered. Is there nothing this young man can't do? Hello and welcome to the Navy Blue Corner. I'm Ian. I'm joined as always by my good mate, Lockie. And just like that, we are less than a week away from round one of the 2022 AFL season. There's plenty of excitement, I think, as always. So let's look. Let's get straight into this preview of our clash against Richmond. Lockie, what are you looking forward to the most from round one? Mate, the energy in that stadium. I just cannot wait to walk through those doors Big, big crowd back of the G. Obviously, from the personal side, that's what it is. But for the Blues, I think, man, I'm just so excited to see that midfield that we saw during the preseason connecting already just after some preseason hitouts was beautiful. Yeah. I'm really excited to see how we match up against Richmond there. And I think that's kind of that's going to be the engine room that's going to define whether we win this game and how our season mm. goes for me. Yeah, look, I have to echo pretty much everything you said there. Like, firstly, just being back at the footy, got that little bit of a taste against Melbourne. And they were like, obviously, it's a preseason game and people aren't getting too excited. But there was a couple of things from Rick there that got us excited. That chase down that DeConning did got me out of my seat. And I just, I've missed that so much. It's something that we've been a bit deprived of. Um, I can't remember the last time I went to a round one as well. It's definitely been a few years now, so... I can just not wait for the just footy back. And yeah, pretty much like what you said there, we're going to learn a lot, I think, from round one. Obviously, there's a big season and you might win or lose. But what I've liked is what they've said. I heard from Big Vossi saying, it doesn't matter if we win or lose. We prepare the same way. It, we're not unhappy. We're not happy. We just mm. go in and do the same things week in, week out. And that's want to get, that is what is going to get us success. And, and I definitely agree with that. But I want to see how we match up against one of the, the better teams of the past 10 years. They've a bit changed mm. and they've got some injuries. But they've had our number the last few years and we really need to see how we match up, how we play, and is there a new Carlton? Is the intensity going to be there? Do we fall away in that third quarter like we seem to or last quarter we, like we have done the last few years? Or do we ride it out to the end and finally get the win? I just, I'm very excited to see how it goes. But I guess on to that. What do you want to see from the game? Is it as simple as just a win for you or are there other little components to the game? I don't – I'm not always just a win-loss kind of guy, but I think following on from our discussion in the last episode where it's like if we did drop this game and then we have to go up against the Bulldogs, start mm. the season off with two losses, you know, it's going to be hard to we, – we need some momentum going into yeah. the rest of the season. So for me, honestly, it is going to be about that win in in mm. – the round one last year, the 2020 game in front of no crowd, like there was promising signs and then we know how the rest of the season went. For me, against Richmond this year, it's more than just seeing those signs. We need to get that yeah. win, start the season off well, you know, even if the lids come off a bit, a bit, like that's what we need. Get the supporters behind yeah. the boys, get, the, get some confidence in them. Mm. Yeah. Not often, I think, do I come into things and be like, make or break, we must get a win. But I think this is the year, as you said, previous, you know, three or so seasons, it's, oh, let's just see how we go. Oh, gee, we played good for three quarters. 
that's good enough. Nah, that's gone now. This mm. is a win. We need to prove that we're better than Mel- uh, Melbourne. They're better than Richmond. They didn't make finals <laughs> last year. Are we? They're not making it this year again. Let's do it because I think yeah. this is a big shout. Maybe I should have had this for our hot takes in the predictions episode. But we win this game. We make finals for me because it's just such a That's big hot. monkey off the back. Finally doing it with this group, new coach. I feel like the, the confidence that we would get as a fan base, just as a team from that victory because we haven't done it since I think like mm. 2012 or 2013 that that is just so big to finally kick the season off with a win. Then you go into that Doggies game as almost a bit more of a free hit rather than, gee, we need to get a win. We can't start the season 0-2. All that pressure just goes and, and you get that win and it's exciting. So that's definitely what I want to see. And yeah. I think that comes down to like just a couple of little things, which is the intent and pressure. And I think that the teamwork, like those are the two things that we've seen glimpses of in preseason. I need to see that for four quarters an intense performance from us. And yeah, that's what I want to see. Is there any other little things that you want to see from, from the game? Oh, man, there's, there's so many things, <laughs> I guess there's, so, there's still a, there's still some question mark individual players uh, that we might talk about a bit more, but like, yeah. uh, you know, w- what we're hoping to see from your govs, your Durdens, yeah. are we going to get what we saw in the preseason? So there's still lots of questions, but I'm hoping mm. it can all come together. 100%. So, onto that. We've said win, but how how confident are you that we will, I guess, get that win? Are you going into it expecting us to win or are you just you're not 100% sure just yet? Yeah, I guess I, I am leaning more towards us winning than not. I think I'm, I'm trying to take my Nuffy hat off and I'm surprised that the bookies still have us as quite long odds. I think from what we've seen in the preseason and where we're at yeah. with injuries and all that kind of thing, I, I feel like we, we should be the favorites going into this. So... Yeah, that's just only going to add to the disappointment if we don't get it. But um, it's not by far far from a sure thing, but I am expecting it. Yeah, look, I, I'm not, not the most confident, but I'm probably the most confident I have been for like five or six years. That's for about sure. round one. It's, it's no longer, as we kind of just mentioned, a go in and, and seeing what happens. It's we can win this. And this isn't just a, as you said, Nuffy had on Carlton round one. Our team's not that good. We're coming up against the reigning premiers. It's mm. Richmond aren't as good as they were. We've got a bit of momentum. It's our time. Let's do it. As far as expecting, don't know if I'm there just yet. I can't wait till we get to that stage where, and it's something we've we've chatted about, I think, for years. In We don't seem to go to many games of football and just sit there and just relax and go. Yep, we're winning. We're winning today. It, you're always in that back of your mind, going, "There's a nah. chance we could probably lose this one." So I'm not just there, but if we win this, you know, next year it's a hundred percent lock it in, and probably that momentum again is just going to be big. So I'm more confident than I'm not, but I, gee, I'm nervous. <laughs> you always just are coming oh. out fun. I do not remember the last time that I went to a Carlton game and had that feeling. I think it might yeah. have been the the Essendon final about ten years ago, yeah. where we only when we were up by about eighty. I remember last year the, the game against Essendon. We must have got up by 25, 30 points yeah. in the last quarter. And it's like, ah, oh, okay, and then goal, goal, goal. Yeah. Like, oh no, <laughs> don't do this to me. Yeah, it's in our wheelhouse, but I'm hoping that you know changing everything. <laughs> Means that's gone now. New Carlton, and that means a win. So 
let's keep on the positivity train. What players are you excited to see? And those that are listening to this, watching on YouTube, let us know in the comments below what players you're excited to see and let us know if we've got the same one. So who are you thinking, Lockie? Are you telling me there's players in, on our list that you wouldn't be excited to see? Like there is something from literally every single person that yeah. I'm excited for. But, I mean, I think Chera and Hewitt in their first mm. official game is going to be massive. I think obviously Gov, like I mentioned, in the new role. Um, and it's so hard to go past Rick, who obviously mm. is a lock for the three votes in this game, lock for the three yeah. votes in every other game, and a lock for the Brownlow at this point. Yeah, look, I... Um... I definitely agree with you. There's pretty much every single player. doesn't matter who gets selected. I'd be pretty much excited to see. But there's one guy that I put a post on social media the other day saying, mm. who are you most excited to see next season? And why is it Charlie Kerno? Because he's yeah. my obvious answer. God, I just want to see this man play a full season of footy. See him finally oh. line up in round one. Harry by his side. God, I'm excited about that. Oh. Uh, and then, yeah, probably the other two just quickly are really just my man, Corey Durden, seeing what he yep. can do in a round one game. He brings that energy to that forward line, which I can't wait. I reckon he's going to kick a couple of snags for us. And then the one we've talked about all preseason is Gov as well. We've hyped him up, but now what can he do round one? Is he going to rise or is he going to be a flop? That's the big question. Can't wait to see him just absolutely dominate back there. And just to be clear, he is my man and not yours based on our <laughs> uh, competition that will be ongoing. So I'd like you to keep his name well out of your mouth if you could. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, hate, hate Mitch. Big Jeremy man. Um, I can't wait till March <laughs> Bank comes back uh, and takes his rightful place in that team. Thank you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. So who is going to kick the first goal for us? Oh, the first goal. I want you to give me yours first. Well, who do you think it is? There's only one man. Not only has he been my man since he came wow. to the club, but he's my man yeah. in this competition we've got going on. And that is, of course, big Corey Dirtz. He will yeah. kick the first goal. I can just picture it. Cripper, hands out to Chera running. Stop kicks it. straight into the forward line. Stop it. Harry goes up, ball smothered, out the back. Durden runs into an open goal. Bang. Loves an out the back, in. doesn't he? He does. And he's going to get one. Who kicks your yeah. first? That all sounds pretty nice to me, except I'm gonna I'm gonna say that rather than it going over the back, it's just gonna clunk in Harry's hands for him to start the Coleman off strong with the first in the first 30 seconds, obviously. So big question on that is with Harry's first goal of the game, is it a drop punt or is it around the body? What's he going? <laughs> It's got to be a drop punt because I'm. I think if we've got the same mental imagery, it's you know it's thirty out directly in front kind of territory mm. here. Tell you what, I'm I'm getting way too excited here just thinking about it. <laughs> if we kick the first like three goals, no. If there was a roof on the MCG, it'd be blown off because I reckon we could be going absolutely nuts if we kick the first few. And I reckon it's a genuine possibility. The quarter time game's done. <laughs> I think I'm getting too excited. <laughs> it's off, mate. It's off. If we if we're up by sixty <laughs> points with five minutes to go, I will still be biting my fingernails, <laughs> sweating how we could possibly lose it from here. Oh, hundred oh, percent. Can never be too confident. Um, now, okay, let's talk a bit about the actual game itself. Now, coming up against Richmond, and one of the big talking points out of this seems to be their injuries and what kind of Richmond team. We're going to be coming up against because 
didn't make finals last year. A few players have moved on. Big question marks are, are they going to be the same team that won those premierships or are they starting to move down the ladder? You know, people aren't sure if they're going to make finals or not. And coming into round one, you've got Kane Lambert seems to be out with a hip injury. You've got Dylan Grimes seems very much in doubt with a thumb injury. Yep. Jack Graham seems very much in doubt as well with a hamstring. There's also got Nick Vlosten, who another one with a hamstring sounds like he should play, but he's another one under a bit of an injury cloud. Couple of key outs there for them. Does that change your perception for the game and how you think we'll play, or does that not matter at all for you? I mean, it's obviously pleasing the the names there for us and our chances. I think the Grimes one is great, and I think they're really going to want to make sure that obviously Vlosten is able to pull up. But mm. with those two outs, it would just be pretty detrimental. So no, look, it doesn't really change it too much. But of course, we're going to have some outs too. So yes. if anyone wants to make sure that that's known, I'm not sure whether that'll get called out or whether it'll just be their injuries. But 100%. Um, yeah, what's your what's your call? Yeah, uh, probably similar. Where like <clears throat> I never want people to get injured. But, gee, if they do get injured, can it be when we play them? Because it never seems to be that way. And, like, all of those guys are in their best. So, it's obviously good to try and play a bit of a weaker team. You, you want to come out and you, you beat Richmond at their best. I don't really care. I don't care if they've all got COVID top-up players playing out there. I want to win by 20 goals. I just want a round one victory. And, I mean, they've got a point to prove, which is maybe the worrying part where – Forget the injuries anyway. Didn't make mm. finals. If you're looking at with your you know Richmond goggles on, you're going, we've beaten Carlton every single season. They're nothing. It's all preseason chatter again. New coach will win, and then they'll be wanting to sack their coach. Like Richmond will be looking for a point to prove. Didn't make finals. They want to come back strong. They had a bit of a better second half yeah. of the season last year. So I think that they're going to be coming out very strong. We're going to be coming out very strong. Should be another keen battle. But yeah, I think if you're, yeah. if you're comparing the teams and, and what we're bringing to the table, you've got to be confident for us that we're going to really, I think, pip this one. You know, got those injuries. But I just feel mm. like our intent and what we have to prove is bigger than what they have to prove. And I'm hoping that's going to be the difference. Mm. Yeah, I agree with everything you're saying. It's always these discussions about trying to take my Carlton hat off and, and see it from both sides, which is often hard to do. But yeah, yeah, I agree. Mm. I guess, is there anything else you want to touch on for the, the preview of round one? Because we're going to just, we're going to jump into what team we want selected for round one, the, the 22 yeah. or 23. But is there anything else you wanted to touch on just before we, we get into that? No, I'm happy to get into it. I think, yeah, it's it's unfortunate that it's it's kind of come down to this, but with what we've seen in previous round ones, for me, it is let's get that win no matter mm. what, be in the top half of the ladder after round one, and, and that's where we'll stay, hopefully. 100%. So let's get into it, Lockie. How have you looked at this? Have you looked at this 22 as what you think they'll select, or is it more what you want to select if you were the coach going into round one? I'm going for realism. What yep. is the most likely outcome for them? Amazing. So take me through yeah. the back line. I'd love to know who you have back there. Well, the obvious uh, worry is that I've missed some kind of uh, niggle or something where a player isn't uh, going to be selected. Um, but regardless, in the back line, I've got 
Weedering and McDonald, yep. McGovern, and then the three smaller players as Saad, Williams, and Plowman. Oh, you've got Plowman in there, which is an interesting I one. I wasn't sure if he was going to uh, to make your selection there, but that's interesting. Um, do you want me to go through mine? Yeah, do it. So I have got at the moment, which what I think they'll pick is I've got Gov, I've got McDonald, I've got Doc, and then Williams, Weedering, Sard is my back six. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, which I think, yeah, looking onto, we'll, we'll, I think we'll just we'll just give our 22s and then we'll go through it one by one. So give me your, I guess, forward line. <clears throat> forward line, uh, pretty standard, I would have thought, with Harry and Charlie as the talls and then Sauce yep. as a semi-tall, Dirds, yep. Owies, and Fish. Yep. I have the exact same forward line. I think it really picks itself with that one. Uh, Your bench spots will be interesting. I'm keen to see how that goes. So give me your center line. Give me the six. So I think it'll be Brad starting in the ruck. Yep. Cripper, Hewitt, and Kennedy in the center. Yes. And then on the wings, Lob and Chez. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, then give me your – actually, I'll go mine. Sorry, I completely forgot to skip me. Uh, yeah, right. I have got Big Brad in there as the Ruckman. I've gone Sharon Hewitt plus Cripper. And then I have gone O'Brien and Setterfield on the wing. Interesting. Interesting. I, if we oh, want to have a bit of discussion me. on that, yeah, I would ahead. not – if I was picking the team with everyone I think is available, I don't think Setterfield makes it. But I have a mm. feeling – that's fair. That they want Setterfield in there. Yeah, I agree. And that, that kind of goes back to the, my plowman selection as well. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to play the realistic route rather than what I would want to see. But I, I I see where you're coming from. I think Setterfield mm. isn't in my team, but he's probably, yeah, sub-territory. Yeah. 100%. So give me your four on the bench. So... Doherty, of course. I haven't got him on the field, but he's obviously yep. in. Um, I've still got Newman playing. Jack Martin is still in the side. And then when it gets to the fourth, I think I just don't see TDK missing. Yeah. No, that's a good bench. It's very solid. Yeah, I think Doc has to be in there if he's good to go. I like the idea of Newman. Um, I guess let's talk about Doc just quickly. Do you think that yeah. he's going to play that wing role or defensive role? Because everything that Vox is saying, it sounds like he loves him in defense. But when I'm trying to look at this team, I'm going, well, we've got Doc, Saad, Williams, Newman. Yeah. Potentially a plowman in there as well. Like, is that just too many or is there going to be more rotation forward? Like, how do you see that playing? Yeah. I think it will be more of a wing role because I don't, I personally don't think that Setterfield will be playing. Um, yep. And I've got I've got Chera lining up as starting there, but I think it will be more of a, a committee job with O'Brien's got his lockdown and then we'll see a few different players going mm-hmm. to that other wing and into the midfield. Yeah, on, honestly, I think the team that you've basically picked is what I would have picked. Um, I had Plowman in like the team that I would have put out there just because I think we need that defender. And I think, yeah, yeah. Doc plays a wing. For some reason, I feel like they're going to chuck him down back, uh, which leads yeah. to my bench, Very which fair. is Newman as the other one there. I've given the absolutely snub to Plowman. I'm not sure if they 100% see him in there. We mm. we haven't seen a lot of him. He didn't play the first one, came on late when Durden got injured, which makes me feel like he's not in the 22 if Doc is up. Yeah. Uh, Kennedy's definitely in there. I think they love Jack Martin, so I think he would have to be in there. Brings a bit of X factor. 
We've seen what he can do round one against Richmond, so hopefully oh, yeah. he brings that. And then I agree. I don't see a world with both Ruckman fit. They don't play DeConning in there as well. What he was able to do against Melbourne brought a bit of fire, a bit of a spark wherever you chucked him, and I like the idea of that. Plus, with a Richmond maybe having a bit of more of an inexperienced defense down there, mm. chuck a few tools out there. If they're undersized, make them have to man up against someone that they can't. I think that's a, an exciting way to go. Yeah. So have we only, we've only had one player different in the in the twenty two. Is that right? What you got there? Yeah. Um, Plowman. I've gone Setterfield. You've gone Plowman. Uh, and then yeah. basically the sub. Who do you think the sub's going to be? William. Ooh, interesting. As in Setterfield. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if that wasn't clear. <laughs> I was. I was. I was like Willow. Zach Williams. <laughs> Hang on. Have you got him out of the team? No. Uh, yeah, I don't I have him as my sub, but I don't mind that. To make the case for, for big setters. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess I feel like he's just the next guy up. And yep. like you said, like you think that he'll be starting on the wing. I think he's very close to it right now. Um, yep. I think the way that we've got the team, like if a, if a big goes down, TDK can kind of play forward a lot more. So, you know, just a more mid-sized mm. player for me as, as a sub. Yeah, And I could definitely no, no. see the world where your team is the one that gets run out uh, with him starting as well. Mm. Yeah, I, I've gone different. I have gone I've gone Brody Kemp as the sub for I think every reason you wanted him to be your sub in our everyone fit yeah. S22 was plug him anywhere. And that's probably my worry with a set of field. Although it, it seems he can play this wing and midfield role and I think we have enough that we can rotate around. I just love the idea of seeing a Brody Kemp. I think he brings just that little bit more, uh, maybe not intensity, but you're probably a bit more excited as a fan if Brody Kemp's coming on. No offense to Will Setterfield and seeing yeah. Setters come on as the sub. I think it instills a bit more confidence. But yeah, they're going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. And, and let us know in the comments your 23, who is in for round one with, with all the injuries that we have at the moment. But Lockie, I have to touch on two players. So mm. I want to get your thoughts on this because there's a chance Doherty doesn't get up. We've gone and said he's good to go. Chuck him in there. <laughs> if he's not, who comes straight in for you? Is it as simple as you're going your man Setterfield straight in? It probably would be, especially when I think that it's going to be more of a wing role. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, with Kemp, the, with him missing the the previous game, like just it was precautionary, but he was a, a little bit sore, they said. That's kind yeah. of why I feel like if they're throwing up between one of those two for the sub, they'd go the setters route. Like, let's just let's just mm. give Kemp another yeah. week. Why not? Um, so I think it probably would be Setterfield to come in, but I would rather see Kemp. Yeah. Yeah, I think if Doc doesn't make it for me, it's Plowman just for the role. Yeah. Chuck him down there because if Setterfield's already in the team, you got the wing there. You can have Martin go up there at times, maybe Fisher if you want. But, yeah, I think maybe that lockdown small. I think Plowman comes in for that. Then another interesting yeah. one, I would say 99% likely that he will line up. But there were some whispers after the preseason game that Corey Durden had that calf tightness and that's why they took him out. Looks like he's good. But let's just say for <laughs> this discussion point anyway, he doesn't make it and he's just not there still a bit tight. They decide not to risk him. Yeah. Who would you like to select for that small forward role? Or maybe you're throwing in a different name to, to throw the magnets around because the ideal one would be, I guess, a Josh Honey. Yeah. Not available with his injury. Who would you like to see come in for Durden if he's not fit? Well, 
Uh, it's pretty crazy considering the year he had last year that we haven't mentioned him at all. But Ed Kerno is obviously going to be around the selection yep. table for this. You know, I, I feel like that could work. Um, obviously, they're different players and it would mean Kerno would be more of that half forward up the ground kind of role. Yep. But I still am more than happy for Ed Kerno to be pushing his way into this team mm. and playing a very different role to Dirts. But yep. I think he's the obvious one for me if, it, if it's not Honey um, mm. with the, for the reasons you yep. mentioned. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if he ends up being the sub, to be honest, the, the way that... Yeah, for sure. You can just rely on him. You know what you're going to get, which is definitely a good thing for the sub. I have gone very left field with this one, or maybe not too left field. We're losing a small forward. Really only one other small forward wow. on the list for me. Why not? Round one, chuck Boom. him in, see what he can do, get the excitement going, and that's big Motlop. I reckon... Yeah. If wow. we're missing another small, next in. Don't change the magnets around. Don't try to bring in a an Ed Kerner to play that role. Don't try to bring in a Fogarty to play the small forward. Nah. Mm. Bang. Bring in our only other real small <laughs> forward on the list. I'd love to see it. Wow. I would absolutely love to see it too. I'm gonna I'm gonna put that as one percent likelihood, but yes, I agree. But it would certainly, it would certainly get us pumped. And if he's kicking that goal over the back of the oh. pack within the first thirty seconds, we're not going to be allowed to stay in the ground because we're <laughs> going to be obscene. <laughs> Too raucous, hundred percent. Okay, there's a couple of players I just want to touch on before we finish this one because I think they're somewhat in contention, or because they've, they've featured a little bit in the preseason, and I, I want to see how likely you think they will get selected. A couple of people have had this guy in their 22, which is interesting because he seems to have featured quite a lot in our preseason games, playing a lot of time uh, on ground. Jordan Boyd. My man. Yeah. Where do you see this guy and how far away from this 22? Because it feels like we've got so many of these kind of smallish defenders. Or is he the oh. one that comes in to play that plowman role? <sighs> I, I don't know whether I'm just reading this very differently to a lot of others, but I think it's extremely unlikely that we would see him play. Mm. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not even sure what to say. I think I still have Plowman quite a fair way ahead of him in terms of yeah. if we're trying to get the win. Not if we're, you know, if, if they see something in him and, and we want to develop him into something, I, you know, I'm open to it for sure. But if we're just looking yeah. to get the win in round one, I'd so much rather go these reliable options that we have. <laughs> I agree. I found it a bit odd when I saw almost quite a lot of people talking about Jordan Boyd. Yeah, he starts yeah, in the back I pocket. I was like, interesting. N- nothing against him, but I think with the talent and the amount of players we have that can go into that back line, mm. like I've, I feel like a, a camp would almost kind of be ahead of a Jordan Boyd, even though they're different kind of players. So I, I just don't yep. see him being there just yet. I think he's just a bit away from that best 22 as is. There's a chance he can develop and, and do that. I just don't hmm. see him round one being that selection. Yeah. It would it would shock me a lot if he ends up lining up uh, in that 22. Uh, yeah, well, it's going to be... Yeah. I was going to say, it's going to have to mean injuries for it to not mm. be shocking. If, if he gets it on, on yeah. selection form above one of those other guys, it's going to be, yeah, mm. interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> uh, probably two others I wanted to touch on. I don't think either are probably as close as some others mentioned. But Jack Nunes yeah. is someone, when we talk about the wing role, 
it was his for the past two seasons. Hasn't seen a lot of it in preseason. Like, where do you see him in this 22 with everyone we have fit? Because, like, we're, we're throwing Setterfield into this role. I would have thought that that would almost be... Like, if you would ask me a couple of months ago, it'd be like, oh, it's probably Nunes with the injuries yeah. that we have. I mean, it's crazy mm. that he's played almost every game for us while he's been on the list. Like, he's just been yeah. that walk-up selection, like you said. Yeah, I... I from what we've seen in the preseason as well, it doesn't seem like he's up the, the yeah. pecking order for selection. But, yeah, he's kind of like Ed Kerno for me where it's like if, if he is playing, I'm not going to be mm-hmm. upset about it because he's shown that he can do things in games. He can win games. He can be really solid, do jobs on players. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it, it doesn't feel like he's that close right now. But, you know, he's probably going to be an emergency, isn't he? Yeah. Like he's a bit of a forgotten man because we just haven't seen him in the preseason. But as you mentioned... Gee, he played pretty much every game since he's really been at the club, a staple of that yeah. wing role. Uh, it's going to be weird to, I guess, not even think about him in the selection because there's been so many other players, I think, I agree, ahead of him. Uh, the other one, but yeah, sorry, touching back on that, agree with like the Ed Kerno comparison. You get that 6 out of 10, and I think that's fine, but... I think I, I kind of would rather see, you know, a setter field there, someone with that high ceiling, just be like, Me too. see what you can do. Even if you your worst is worse than a Nunes and we're not going to get that same performance and he makes a few mistakes and it costs us the game, I'd rather us take the punt on someone than just get your, yeah, I don't want to be mean, but like a bit more of a blander performance where you're like, it's just, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. Go big As long as it's not... As long as it's not like the Geelong game last year, then uh, yes, yeah. that's not that's not the the floor that we're looking for. Yeah, uh, probably the last one I want to touch on real quickly is it's a kind of a similar ilk to to Nunes, where it's like plays a bit more of that wing role, maybe a halfback. Uh, we've seen a bit of him, bit of him in preseason yeah. as well. He was the only one in that last game against Melbourne to line up on the wing that wasn't Setterfield or O'Brien. Is of course Tommy Williamson. Mm. where do you see him? Because he's another one that we had high hopes. Wasn't amazing last year. You think he's the wing role here? Does new coach help? I haven't seen a lot, but he's still been around the preseason teams. Yes. Do you think he's much of a look-in or do you see him down the pecking order again? Yeah, you're right. He Well, <laughs> I want to say that he has got a look-in because he was around the preseason games, but then again, Boyd played both yeah. of those games as well. And I don't really think that he's that close. So, yeah. I guess I would have I would have Nunes ahead of, of, of him mm. for selection in my preference and in where I think the club would have them. But, mm. yeah, I'm surprised we didn't. Will, I didn't come up in our predictions episode at all as kind of, you know, mm. he's, he's, he's an under-the-pump player. If he if it's another year of him not being able to secure a role, it, it could be the end for him too. Yeah, it's he's such an interesting player where comes in, high hopes, shows a bit, injury, finally comes back, shows a bit, mm. injured again, then finally comes in and wasn't amazing. He's no. he shows promise at stages, decision making lets him down. He can only seem to run on that left hand side. He runs himself into trouble. Mm. And then he just he, he does a really good thing and then like seems to turn the ball over and stuff it up. And I think, yeah, for round one, I'd, I'm like you, I'd probably prefer a noon, someone you can rely a little bit more on not to make those mistakes. 
but a big year for him because I don't know what role they see him. Like, I don't know if we're finally going to see him unleashed on the wing. Like, I can't wait to also watch, like, the, the VFL team to see where a Kemp, where a yeah. Kerno, you know, where these other guys, these fringe players are lining up because I don't want to see them going into the twos. All of a sudden, Willow's playing back pocket and then he comes into the AFL team and he's playing on a wing. I, I don't want that mm. anymore. I want them... Like, you know, even in Ed Kerno, if we don't see him like maybe playing in the midfield, I know it would kind of help development in the VFL, but if we're if the if the vision is he's a half forward now for us, and we mm. expect him to play a lot of games in the AFL, he's playing half forward in the twos. Because I want him to learn that role. Like I want yeah. players to be playing the position we expect them to play in the ones. Like maybe Kerno's mm. the slight exception, but I think all these promising kids coming through, lock them in, let them learn. So when they come in, they're not having to learn a whole new role. Mm. Uh, yeah, um, that, that's a really, really good call. I think we, I hope that you and I are a bit more connected to the VFL than we, we've mm. been able to be in the past as well. So we can, you know, talk about those things in more detail as the season goes. Because yeah, it's a, it's a big part of all this. Mm. But yeah, look, I think that's pretty much going to wrap up our, our chat before round one. We'll obviously be back with our round one review. Now, unfortunately, with this one, we are <laughs> away on that sort of weekend, both of us. So we the are. episode might be a bit of a later one coming out, potentially, you know, your Monday or Tuesday morning. We're going to try and get it out as quick as possible. But unfortunately, we've got some other commitments over that weekend. But I tell you what, if we get that win... There is a there is a chance that we record that Thursday night. I tell you what, oh. we will be buzzing if we get that dub. Um, yeah, again, let us know your twenty twos who you think are going to start in round one, and let us know anything you're you're thinking, how you're feeling going in. If you could surmise how you're feeling going into round one in one word, drop mm. that in the comments. Again, look, I'm going to do all the plugs now because this episode hasn't gone that long. So I've got a bit of time to kill. So all the do socials it. are at Navy Blue Corner. Follow them for all the updates. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Head over if you're on the streaming services and you want to see a bit more of the visual content. If you're listening on the streaming ones, give us a follow or subscribe, whatever it is, because... You don't want to miss these episodes. You don't want to have to go searching every week. Makes it easier. It's on your homepage right there. But look, that's going to finish this episode. Let's get up and about. The Blue Baggers are going to beat Richmond round one. Lock that in. And we'll see you guys next time when we are chatting about a bloody win up the Baggers. Baggers.